You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. I don't know if any of you saw my tweet or my Instagram post today, but you're getting this episode a little later than normal. So if it's your first episode for some reason, <laughs> don't expect it to be this late at night ever again. Um, I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Riverdale Gang Podcast, the critical commentary watch-along podcast about Riverdale the show, recorded here on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory. By the way, on our last episode, we had a great conversation about land acknowledgments. Mm-hmm. If that interests you, go back and listen to it. Yeah, go mark your American Thanksgiving with an accidental discussion about land rights. <laughs> yes. um, this week, we're going to talk about therapy... Mm-hmm. All the therapy. All the therapy. All the TV therapy. I Okay, so I have been asking for this exact um, episode device, basically, <laughs> this exact plot device for so long, and I was like, they're never going to do it, and they just did, like, it was like a mm-hmm. window from my mind opened into the world, and Gina Torres walked into it, which is even better, because mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. So, um... <laughs> I have to admit, I came in with a deep, deep trepidation, despite mm. having asked for and wanted this, wanting this exact thing, this exact episode for years. TV therapy is often really bad. Yes, and I, um, I thought the first couple of therapies were like paraphrase, like a lot of the work mm. that happened in this episode. As someone who's ta- like been in therapy, mm-hmm. takes like a year to occur totally (laughs) if if not longer um but i felt like i felt like betty and her mom and archie Mm -hmm. weren't too bad veronica was not good Mm -hmm. jughead was middling this is i'm really excited to go one by one by one by one through our five sessions here because i what struck me here is how everyone's therapy was using a little bit of a different technique, a little bit of a different outcome, and did or did not work especially well for each of them and their unique traumas. Um, uh, I'm excited to dig into this. And I want to just contextualize as well throughout there. Um, Like, I've been to a lot of different therapy. I think I've seen about six different therapists in my adult life. Um and uh, studied psychology in undergrad and worked in a mental health field where... um, uh, I I got to work with a lot of people alongside their other treatments. Um, hmm. So kind of seeing seeing long-term progress, but not their one-on-one for it, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm really, really excited to pick into this and uh, uh, reflect a little bit personally, but also reflect a little bit on the, the various... Um, uh, different styles and techniques that Gina, that Gina Torres is, um, Ms. Ms. Burble? Ms. Burble? Babble? Mrs. Burble. Mrs. Burble? I'm not sure. Um, There's burbling. (laughs) That she draws upon to kind of frame and introduce each of these sessions. And, um, I'm really excited for, um, the variation. Because that's what, that's what really shocked me in a great way about this episode. How, um... Each therapy actually leaned into each individual young person. Um, Mm -hmm. I think TV therapy as a device is often narratively chopped together. 
is often one-size-fits-all, or is often whatever the exposition of the story needs it to be. Um, and I, yeah. it's come along a lot in the last few decades, I think, media representations. But, um... Yeah, I mean, this. Mm-hmm. the name of this episode is based on a, um, a television show, I think, called... In, it's either called Treatment or In Treatment. I think it's called In Treatment. It's the same name exact same name mm-hmm. and it's a I've only seen a few episodes of it my aunt and uncle who have who are like deep believers in therapy mm. um I watched it with them when I was in New York like my dear sweet eccentric New Yorker aunt and uncle <laughs> um born and raised um in both cases still live there oh sorry that's not true there were brief episodes in other states but we don't talk about those um <laughs> and um Sorry, that just reminded me. Um, one time, I remember right after my grandmother died, we were out helping with with everything because my dad's from New York, and um, uh, my I, when he said goodbye to me, my uncle gave me a little snuggle and he said, "Just stay in therapy." <laughs> that was that was his advice. We just stay in therapy. Family love. <laughs> Family love. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Anyway, um, and anyway, in the show, in in treatment, I think in this... in in treatment, mm-hmm. um. There, um, each episode is either one or two therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, same therapist every time and his different clients. Mm-hmm. And at, then at the end of the week, he goes to see his own therapist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, from what I could tell from the show, it's a fairly accurate portrayal of therapy or mm. of a certain type of therapy. Right. Um, and... Um, the fact that this sh- this episode is, call- is called In Treatment, and we get, like, one detail about Ms. Burble that seems really significant to me, which is that she has this sweet tooth, and we, like, mm. catch her eating candy, mm-hmm. makes me think, and she, like, gives all the candy to Jughead. I don't know. Like, I think maybe Miss Ms. Burble is going to turn into um, a plot, um, which I'm kind of not jazzed about, to be honest. But Gina Torres is a wonderful actor, and she's wasted as just a cameo. You know what I mean? I'm thrilled to see if she comes back. Yeah, I um, love her. Can we just, like, I just love her. Yeah, I yeah. just love her. Riveting performance and spectacular partner for these five young lead actors. Yeah, she's like, so good. What a, oh. like, uh, stepping outside of, this is a piece of television, this is about therapy. Mm-hmm. What a cool creative opportunity for five young film actors to, to be in a with room with Gina Torres, totally. Doing and, one-on-one and intense scene work. Yeah. Like, yeah. doing scene study noise. I gotta say, she was um, she was a guest at um, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding. Mm. And when they were like, they do this thing at royal weddings where they just like film people coming in. Right. Basically. And she was just sitting there in the church, like breathing everything in, just looking like this f- just a goddess she's so cool anyway she just oozed cool anyway yeah and um, this is her episode this is her episode anyway um so that's the premise of in treatment and obviously mm. a lot of this show takes place mm-hmm. in a therapist's office which i was just cheering about initially because like this mm-hmm. therapist go like reads their case files and is like um this all happened to you which mm-hmm. is the moment i've been waiting for someone even said I think she may have said, like, this is very overdue for a lot of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I was medica- just so meta-aware. excited about that. Yeah. Anyway, but I also think the advice that she gives Veronica and is terrible. Mm-mm. And the feedback she gives Jughead is like, 
there's a thing in in therapy where you're supposed to as a therapist i've been told this by a couple of people who are trained mm. therapists you're supposed to give your client unconditional positive regard mm. and i don't think she gave jughead unconditional positive regard mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which doesn't mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. accurate to me um good i'm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really excited mm-hmm. to go piece by piece as we get through them and the show is so kind in sequentially lining up these yeah. five sequences for but us. i also wanted to see tony and kevin go in there oh heck yeah of and course. they didn't. Well, we only have 42 minutes. I know, but hope, next I know, episode, I know, I know, I want it. Remember when we gave up and accepted that none I'm of our ready. favorites are actually going to be leads? Remember yeah. that like a year and a half ago that... I've never <laughs> given up. <laughs> Ryan gave up. No, that's not true. I have given up. You're right. Anyway, gang, shall we queue up our therapy together? Yeah, let's do it. Got your uh, Netflix and or recordings <laughs> yeah. ready for a synced up timing? But um, just by the way, Riverdale gang, I've had a cold in the last week, so I sound a little like the femme version of Harvey Feinstein over here. Like past cold, right? Because I've been oh, cuddling yeah, cold. real close no, to you. The cold's <laughs> over. I just don't have like gravelly bad news. All right. Load up uh, the Riverdale and press and play in three, two, one. Ba-doom. <laughs> well, we never do it together. That was so fun. Yeah. So I never watched the previously on Riverdale, and um, like personally, <laughs> uh, yes, personally, and I uh, enjoyed. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I I I enjoy that myself, but mm-hmm. I like. Excuse me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I always don't know skip, why I'm I always skip, <laughs> skip recaps in life watches yeah. or binge watches, but. Uh, it's funny with Riverdale. It's it's only since I've started podcasting, season two, I guess, that yeah. I've been like, okay, I need to I need to context myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of context, I uh, I caught up on how to get away with murder this oh, week. Oh, okay. Um, and how many seasons in are they? Six. Holy lord! Okay, uh-huh. I am behind. And you, I I am convinced watching. The first half of season six, just before I watched this episode, 100% direct reference. I, I believe it, I see it, I think it, and I think it's very clever. Um, oh, okay, great. Okay, I gotta binge, I gotta binge How to Get Away with Murder then. It is a lot. <laughs> I know. I've seen, I've seen the episode right up to when his dad gets shot in front of him. What's the end of that? Was I, was, I was gonna say something about spoilers, but... That show is a gaggle of spoilers, of serial spoilers. Okay. It, that, that show is about the spoilers. Was that okay. a shirtless dude? That was a shirtless I dude. I didn't notice the shirtless dude the first Princeton. time through. Oh, right! I don't remember any of this anxiety, but I remember we were, that it existed. Well, but I don't remember what the anxiety felt like. We were both on Canadian side in this application, I know, right? but it still it's meant a lot to me which school I got into. I just don't remember the feeling. I remember that it existed, but I don't remember the feeling. <laughs> See, I don't, I think this is a huge cultural divide because I literally just on tour put in my paperwork for early admission and confirmed that. And like, yeah, it was very, very chill. And I went to a lovely college for my first year. Um, anyway, uh, we skipped right over the video plot, which I am surprised and delighted to see continues. Yeah. The slow burn. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm distracted because I, I didn't know what mm-hmm. Alice was upset about. Like, I couldn't see what she handed to Betty. Yeah, yeah. And I, 
forget that there are still parents in the world who are upset when their children engage in sexual protection and birth control. Oh, yeah. I forget that that's real. Yep. Yep. Um, Fair. I... And so I'm glad to see this plot here because I think a lot of teenagers do live with that. Mm-hmm. And if any of you are listening, so long as you are taking care of your sexual health, you are doing nothing wrong. I don't care what your parents say. I'm your mom now. <laughs> Birth control is great. Birth control and is responsible. Great. Yes. Under medical supervision and everything. Yes, and there's so many options available to you, and you don't have to just take the pill. You can if you want. The pill's great. Yeah. Um, also. If you uh, don't have sex in a way that will make anyone pregnant, there are still protections you should take. Mm-hmm. Dental dams are your friends. Google. Get creative. Get creative. Contraception can be I sexy. Love, I love that Alice just shows up. Just walks right in. I loved this whole sequence, this, Mrs. Burble. This was a spectacular introduction to this. who she is. Um, and this let me get past the initial absurdity of where have you been? Where have you been? Are Have you been on leave for two years? Mm. That's the only explanation for why this is the first time we're seeing the, the counselor. <laughs> what has the explanation been? I missed it. Oh, there wasn't one. Oh. I didn't catch one. But they, they, they hand wave it and move on. Have I missed a doctorate on your wall? Rude, rude, rude. <laughs> Yes, you 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 need a therapist, and yes, she is badly yeah. overqualified. Oh man, Alice, you were in a cult oh. for how long? Twice. Also, you can't you can't out you can't out Queen Gina Torres. Sorry. Yep. Even <laughs> like, Imagine Emic is. She's gonna win. <laughs> Imagine Emic cannot high status above Gina Torres. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really like that they chose this um, relationship for Betty's focus, mm-hmm. um, both because I, I find Alice to be one of the most interesting and challenging characters. Mm-hmm. I love that it's case 65B, yeah. suddenly, adding mom. Um, but um, this this all uh, started, this starts the therapy by... Um, taking a family systems approach and taking a very specific set of very relatable human issues and lets them vent out the the ridiculous. They say all the all the crazy, wild s- things that have happened. But their fight here is triggered by, are you having sex? Are you mm-hmm. on birth control? And um, it struck me that they did a spectacular job in narrowing the focus of therapy to a, a relatable, a very human core conflict that each of these characters are are experiencing. And, you know, not trying to fix the ridiculousness. Because therapy is never going to make cult programming normal in this way. You know, you go to a therapist, you say, I've been in a cult. Great, we're not going to start with the giant stuff. We're maybe going to look at small life skills, little details, whatever's on your mind today, whatever's causing you problems today mm-hmm. that we can actually work on. And um, I, there's often a misconception that, uh, you know, as if you're going to a doctor for cancer and they're going to cure the big dangerous thing in one thing. But therapy is so often about all these little conflicts in life and day to day that we've learned. Um that we don't have to fix the cult programming to make their lives a little smoother, a little bit better. And here, she picks up on 
this dynamic of parenting, this unhealthy aspect of boundaries in the relationship that has been present and defining since season one and brings us back to this very grounded interpersonal problem. Mm -hmm. um, I, I loved that about this piece um, of, 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 the, of TV therapy, that they grounded it despite all of the, the surreal. Yeah. Um, I also liked that, like, Gina Torres's character, Mrs. Burble, mm -hmm. didn't mess around with the, you read her diaries? How does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. there was no, like, mm, wow, I can, mm, mm, uh, like, middling way about it. Like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. completely inappropriate at the end. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Sorry. I just, I, I find that particular detail very, like... Heartening. Well, that's something I really, um, I've certainly experienced with therapists is there is a, um, oftentimes something I like and look for in a therapist is straight talk is just honesty, simple, casual honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, the medical mystique tropes are very outdated. Yeah. Um, I also want, I noted the, um, the ticking case studies, um, jumped mm. about, it's not sequential. Oh, that's interesting. This is Burble has kids in between these kids to deal with. And that's just a little detail that kind of bounced for me. I love this. This is also a very, like, so, like self-actualizing thing about parents and kids like mom that's what happens kids mm -hmm. grow up that's the point that can't be your only hope like that's yeah. such a like mm -hmm. i think a lot of women get battered around by this world and motherhood is like a way for them to be their best self mm. and when their child leaves it's really devastating because that's like the protection against all the bad voices. Right. It's and, a, yeah. It's a socially approved stage of life and role after which there's not necessarily another one yeah. ready for you. Um, and she's also committed, she's committed the cardinal sin of like, I picked a favorite child. Oh, yeah, I picked a favorite bye. child. And I think like, neither Ryan or I know have siblings, but <laughs> yeah. apparently that's like a normal thing in families, which so I, I find like, mysterious and slightly troubling but like obviously sometimes you like people more than other people like mm -hmm. of course that's gonna happen there will always be people who you have a more an, an easier relationship with yes um cute little camera work here yeah to show archie's bird burdening looming breakdown yes um so betty's betty's family <laughs> dynamic issue I love that as a choice for Betty here. Case 70, Archibald oh, Andrews. Oh, yeah, right. um, With Archie, you know, he, he has a whole different set of traumas in play. But we focus in on the harm reduction, the immediacy. Yeah. What are you doing right now that's overextending yourself? What are you, what, what are you doing right now that you uh, can be proud of, that you can take positive feelings in? Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the focus she chose with Archie as well. Um, let's help him right now. Yeah. Therapy. Um, which, especially for a school counselor, makes a great deal of sense. Um, you know, with a counselor who you have a standing relationship with, who you're seeing weekly, that might be a relationship to dig into the long-term trauma. But for this sort of drop-in counseling, 
like it seems these kids are receiving. Um, yeah, whatever's urgent in the moment is is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she reiterated this basic legal statement of here are the limits of confidentiality. Um, they did so much better a job, I think, writing a ethically appropriate counselor than most TV therapists. Yeah. I think a lot of TV therapists have really inappropriate boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, like even in, yeah. honestly, even in, in treatment, there's a, a client that he keeps seeing after they sleep together. Oh, no. And they try no, and no, work no, it no, out no. together in no, therapy, no, 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 which no, no, like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, bye, no. run. Fine for comedy television. Yeah. Never, never, never do that in reality. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I did have the interesting... Um, it, nothing ever ever came of it, but uh, a therapist that I've seen really, really enjoyed um, also does specialist work in um, polyamorous and kink communities. Mm-hmm. And so I they... I have also seen the same therapist. They, they <laughs> she mentioned... She knows everything about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Half of our friend group. Yeah. Um, but we had a, a real good check-in for a session of like, if we bump into each other in an outside social space in different contexts, how would you like to address that? Um, mm. And that was really interesting. Um, in high school, I was in choir with my school counselor. And that oh, was a dual relationship that was a conflict. I would feel more comfortable if I happened to be at a sex party running into my current therapist than I felt comfortable with my student school counselor in choir. Which I think is a testament to the therapist in question. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> she's amazing. She set boundaries and communicated yeah. the difference in those boundaries. Um, that's an essential skill. I have not run into my therapist at a sex party as of yet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> amazing. Um, I loved this moment because I I meet a lot of people who don't go to therapy for the reasons that Archie is outlining. Don't tell me I'm angry. I know yeah. I'm angry. Like, a good therapist is not going to be like, well, here's mm-hmm. what you're f- feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you've had that experience with a therapist, anyone listening, you had a bad therapist. Quite Go find another one. <laughs> uh, therapists very rarely tell me anything that I'm surprised by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most often help me do what Archie just did here and talk out my own thoughts. Uh, by providing a, a, a bounce, a, a board to bounce mm. against, right? A sounding board. And humans are spectacular at coming to our own right conclusions if we're just allowed to talk it out mm-hmm. with a little loving guidance. That's compulsive behavior. That's addiction. Um, I love how she's naming and identifying these things that are um, unhealthy behavior or symptoms of illness, symptoms of addiction, things that aren't working, but that Archie's built into his life. And all of these um, hard no's that he's entrenched himself. I have to do it all myself. I love the therapy aspect of why do you think that hardline view that hurts you? Where did you get that idea and why is it locked in place? What happens if we say, well, what what happens if, if not? The other thing that I loved about this episode is with the exception of Betty and mm-hmm. um, Alice, mm-hmm. um, none of these kids really take this therapist's advice well. Like, mm. they're still te- teenagers. Like, Archie yeah. 
uses the tip line as an excuse to go out at the end of the episode. He moves out of his house, which, like, he's 18 and he's allowed, and that's a perfectly reasonable age to move out of a house. Mm-hmm. But, like... Uh... And then, all and like, Veronica mm-hmm. doesn't quite mm-hmm. take the advice the right way, and I think mm-hmm. Jughead almost does. Cheryl does. Yeah? yeah? I think so, yeah. But I love that they didn't all, like suddenly do different things with their characters. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, anyway. Yeah. Everyone everyone took a big step forward in their own story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means, like, getting deeper in the mess. Yeah. That's a, that's a really gross therapy thing, too, that is hard to wrap your head around. Sometimes, it, it, um, I, I, when I need it most, I hate it. Mm-hmm. And it's so boring and such hard work. Uh... And then you leave and you're like, well, okay, now I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and I have work to do. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's long-term work. Yeah. And so Archie, just Archie facing and unpacking his problems with slightly new perspective, mm-hmm. even though it lo- looks and ends a lot messier because of his constant bad decisions, I really feel how much further he goes just in unpacking this. Yeah. In his journey to figuring something out yeah. that's better for him. Man, the camera work in this episode is really great. Yeah. Um, side note, I love that he recorded a voicemail message the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. I, um, she got engaged recently, didn't she? Tony's actor, I believe. Oh, yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa um, Morgan, Vanessa that's Morgan, it. she did, to a very, very attractive hunk of man who plays um, baseball in the United States. Yay for her. Um, and they look uh, incredibly in love, and her <laughs> ring is just very nice, and I'm very happy for her. She seems like a stand-up human being. And I have suffered numerous family deaths. I'm the sole caregiver of... Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> I love that Cheryl has to, like take care of herself and chill on the vixens. I like think that was like a nice character moment for her. This is the first time an adult legit takes care of Cheryl. Yeah. Someone actually does she something for her it. own good here and it's it's so good. She accepts it too. That's what I really loved here about Cheryl. Like that's her big growth in my mind is she mm-hmm. accepts help. She's yeah. not very good at accepting help. Also, the one thing I love about this is because the the um, cases aren't in sequence, you know that Mrs. Burble is seeing people in between the major characters. Mm-hmm. And you know from her outfit she's doing it all in the same day. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a wonderful little <laughs> nod to how much work a school counselor does in a single day. Yep, we start with 75. We're at 70 now. Three students in. Three scene students in. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. This is assuming one school even has a dedicated counselor or therapist, let alone one who is... She, had a, she has a registered psychiatrist, something like that? A uh, licensed psychologist. Licensed, yeah. I don't, don't know if, it's, if that we have that term exactly in Canada. Um, we do. Do yeah. we? Um, oh, okay. Not exactly that term, but yeah, yeah. a licensed... A psychologist who's licensed for therapy is a thing. Um, a psychology degree um, would... Let's talk about the different types of therapists for a moment, okay? Cheryl, you've endured lifetimes of trouble. I can't imagine going through one unless I was a teenager unimaginable. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I needed. Anyway, Sometimes you on. just have to validate someone's struggle. 
You can't fix it. Um, yeah. Yeah, talk so, about um, psychologists, yeah. psychiatrists, and social workers yes. are three of your major certifications. And nurses as well, I think, are allowed to... Mm. Oh, sorry, I'm getting... I'm sorry. Mm, interesting. A nurse with... Um, Psychiatric nurse? Is allowed to prescribe medication in BC and... Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurse aren't. Yeah. But in in Alberta, I think they are. Um, Something like that. Anyway, yeah, you know it varies. More than me it varies me. by province. The nurse practitioner yeah. program, um, psychoactive meds are a whole different conversation. Yes, but as I far as talk therapy, um, <clears throat> you're rarely going to be seeing a psychiatrist, a medical doctor, mm-hmm. but um, a psychologist is someone with a doctoral level training in um, in psychology and human behavior and research. Many are research focused. Focused. Um, we have a problem structurally that the same programs are training researchers and practitioners quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a doctorate of psychiatry or psychology. Blah, blah, blah. Um, God, what's? I'm forgetting the letters. There is there is a practitioner program that is less common to be a registered psychi- uh, psychologist, um, but most common you'll see a PhD program. Um, Either way, beautifully overqualified scientists giving us therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, social work, social work background, or a master's in social work is also a very, very common um, certification. Um, social workers may often have a stronger uh, focus on systems, family structures, um, lifestyle things, um, but every individual psychiatrist has their specialties and their tr- their tools, or psychologists. I'm muddling my own words now, mm. Chloe. That's okay. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's useful information to have. I'm a little distracted by this conversation that they're having, which is the first moment where, like, the plot advances. Mm-hmm. No, you mallard. That's so rude. Cheryl, don't be rude to this nice lady who is trying to help you. I like it when you're rude to other people, but not her. Don't be rude to her. Yeah. Um... Yay, a hu- uh, a human, an adult who looks at Cheryl's stuff, yeah. her problems, and says, "Have we verified any of this? Any yeah. of this?" And she's and her immediate response is like, "Well, ghosts aren't real, so what's actually happening here?" Mm-hmm, 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 and uh, so this is this is a session I like because yeah. she just gives Cheryl something concrete. Yes. To like touch. Yeah. You know what I mean. This is a reality check session. What's more likely? Yeah. What's real? Where are you at? Um, and this discussion of gaslighting. Yeah. Wonderfully done and excessively done. <clears throat> and I love that Cheryl gets the classic original film reference. original yes. reference. And this moment of, actually, yeah, you're a weird, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what a spectacular reality check for this show. Yeah. It was so refreshing. So who's doing it? Is it Tony? Is it her mom? Which I think is the most likely candidate. I think it sure could be her mom. Um, I don't think it's Nana Rose. It might be. I don't. The thing is, I I don't think it's Tony. Especially how we especially cool how we end this episode. Surprise, though. It'd be an interesting twist. Yeah. But it it would also be rocky territory. Yeah. And I want them happy. I want them happy too. <laughs> um. I think it's her mom sneaking this back into time. the house, or it's one of the other characters. I bet she's his dad. Her dad's secretly still alive. That's exhausting. Maybe there. Maybe Jason's gonna actually be alive in the end. Who knows? Could be anyone. 
How I Get Away with Murder has taught me that all the twists are twists. Twist, twist, twist. Yeah. As an administrator, I, I can't. Yep. She makes such a responsible choice because Cheryl's being treated as a vulnerable teenager for yeah. once. I love it. She deserves this. Look at this child blossoming under support and structure. Yeah, blossoming. Huh? Mm-hmm. You, you mean it. I, I, had I no, swear I, had no I didn't idea. mean I had no idea what on. HBIC meant for like a full 10 seconds. <laughs> and then I remember it. And the fact that she like sobs into it is like so touching. Mm-hmm. But she she shouldn't have to run an extracurricular all on her own. I know it's power, Cheryl, but power was fun before you were an adult. Now you're an adult. Yeah, and you've literally been through everything. Mm-hmm. Now you have all yeah. the grown-up responsibilities, and it's not fun. Let them hire a coach. Be mean to the coach. Also, what is she, like, taking to school in just a purse? Like, what do people... <laughs> like, I had, like, a backpack full of BS when I was going to high school. Oh, they have to be fashionable. Well, I or is everything on a tablet now, like, including your textbooks? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm going to get such a shock when my kids eventually go to high school. So Veronica and Hiram. Yeah. I just hate him. Actually, this is the first episode where I was, like, more interested in him because they're doing something with him and Veronica now other than just, like, mm-hmm. Veronica tries to escape. He does bad thing. Veronica tries to escape. He does bad thing. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's boring. This, this is interesting. They finally framed it as, like, a fight that Veronica is trapped in and is choosing to stay trapped in. There were swords on the wall. Of course there were. Anyway. <laughs> Poor Kevin. So close to lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kevin. Kevin gets these little this little cameo in everyone else's story here. It's very cute. I want him... He almost has a plot. <laughs> they need to do, like... In between episodes that are ten minutes long for all the characters Ryan and I care about. I actually don't want them to webisode my support characters. Because I've seen that done in a lot of series. And inevitably... (laughs) Sorry, I just... Yep, her little victory dance. (laughs) No, but in her victory dance, she like almost falls over because of her (laughs) stupid heels. And I wonder if that was intentional or if... uh, True. Just true to life. Yeah. Son of a... I love how she goes so excited to so whiplash yeah. angry. Uh, case number 75. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica Luna. Need lodge. Um, yeah, yes. I don't like this because, first of all, Freud is BS and he was a terrible human being. The end. Yes. So don't quote him at a vulnerable young girl. But I don't believe that about this character. Let's acknowledge that psychoanalysis is still a standard and common majority okay, in psychological practice. I also disagree with, with many psychoanalytical principles, but having started us with a very contemporary Rogerian counseling here, jumping back to the classic Freud references, especially because of Veronica's um, using these Greek... The fact that they went with Greek archetypical discussions for her. Um, I agree with you, Chloe. I think this is one of the worst sessions but I think it, yeah. it's a very, very neat choice to choose different tools and a different framing discussion and an entirely different kind of um, philosophical approach between students' unique needs. Yeah, I, you know, I just realized something. They, be, they may be making, they may be kind of using 
Mrs. Burble's character a bit as like mm-hmm. the chewing gum that can go into any crevice in the sense that mm. um, her therapy methods are sort of mm-hmm. suiting the characters. You know what I mean? Like Veronica's like this heightened New Yorky rich girl kind yeah. of character. So it makes sense that psychoanalysis might mm-hmm. come out just in terms of like the <laughs> style of her story. Absolutely. You know and like Veronica's probably been to psychoanalysis in New York. Yeah. Like that's a highly accessible and common psychoanalysis is commonly um it, um a hallmark of the treatment is low stakes regular care mm-hmm. for over years. Um it set a particular stereotype um around that. Um and I I really agree with that observation. I think it's intentional, and I, I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not true to life in that most therapists will have a specialization, and oftentimes you will have to shop uh, therapists a few times, do some, do a few trial sessions with a few people before finding someone with the right skills and persona and a- attitude for you. Um, this My most recent depressive episode, I, I shopped through two therapists before landing on one, mm-hmm. um, and that's super normal. But letting Gina Torres play the all therapist worked for me here. But only because she is the high school all therapist who is overqualified. Yeah. Oedipus and Electro Complexes. The um, drama of my life is Shakespearean, not the stuff of a tragedy, <laughs> but please enlighten me. That's I'm cute. no one's Cordelia was a great line. Yeah. 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 Um, I loved... Using archetypes and using metaphoric reference to discuss your own structures in life, that's a very, I think, I think a very analytical style and technique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a wonderful Veronica Lodge technique. Yeah. The the grandiosity suits. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. He's trolling you, why not ghost him? I love that. But your teen speak could use an update. I... So could yours, writers. But... I'm on Mrs. Verbal's side here. I still use trolling and ghosting. True, but we're 30 I'm now. Old. We're also on Mrs. Burble's side of the age spectrum, probably. We are. <laughs> we are. For the character, not for the actor, I yeah. might add. Yeah. And she's only like eight years, six or eight years younger than we are. I don't yeah. know. Cutting out your father. I. Yeah. I, I love it. She gets. Okay, let's talk about this advice. Um, also, she says to her, like, you willingly live there. Like, she's a teenager. She doesn't willingly live there. She, like, legally has to. True, 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 true. Unless true, Veronica's true. already 18, which we haven't True, true, true. Covered. So this dance with death thing. Um, maybe it's a psychoanalytic, maybe it's a psychoanalytic bent, but I, I found that Veronica session very prescriptive. Yeah, um, and same. Jugheads as well, we're coming up to. Um, I felt like the quality declined as Ms. Burble's day went on, yeah. personally. I think Veronica is, like, the worst of the five of them. I don't mind... Well, I find Jugheads to be the worst. I don't like it. It's not advice mm-hmm. I would give, but I'm also not a therapist, so what do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Veronica's... Veronica's... Um, what I we'll get there in a scene or two with Jughead, but um, mm-hmm. Veronica's therapy stayed very present and focused on sort of what she actively spoke about bringing to it. 
Jughead takes a, a sharp veer, case number 77. Um, it takes a sharp left based on his, I think, based on some of the sort of very paranoid behavior, the very rolling thoughts that sort of lead him somewhere that I don't think is reflective of his actual crises at the moment. I, I kind of want to posit that Jughead and Veronica's therapy sessions were in many ways, like, not well suited to their character needs, even though they were reasonable choices for what, what mental health symptoms and conflicts these teens were presenting with. Mm. I feel like Betty's therapy and Cheryl's therapy got much closer to um, their real problems, whereas Archie and Jughead and Veronica, they moved forward into the thick of the mess. But I also don't think where we ended up with Jughead's advice is actually exactly where Jughead need, is going plot-wise, the same way as the other four. Um, <laughs> there's something that there's something with Jughead that I feel like there's um. an intensity and an obsession with him right now that uh, Ms. Burble picks up into and that leads us away from you know the inside jughead that we know we're seeing what other people are seeing of jughead right now i think mm-hmm. smart sharp but rambling obsessed yeah i'm distracted by the fact that she used tilting at windmills correctly and then he chastises for her for it <laughs> I'm con- unless i don't know the phrase maybe i'm wrong Don Quixote reference? Yeah. I Which I've never read. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don Quixote was the one book I gave up on in high school. I was oh, bored as heck. Yeah. Um, it was also a hundred um, year old translation. So my one, Mine was uh, 100 Years of Solitude. That's the one I gave up on. Hmm. It's an English translation. I bet it's wonderful in Spanish. Hmm. It was hard to get through in English. So I kind like of, I voluntarily chose Jane Austen over Gabriel <laughs> Garcia Marquez, which what? I think says I something. I love Jane Austen. I love Jane Austen too, but she's like some people find her really hard to read. Oh, she, I treat her like a bodice ripper. I love it. Hammer through that social nicety. Anyway, <laughs> um, I missed the moment where we glommed on to FP. I yeah. missed the moment that I guess Ms. Burble saw where FP and Jughead's relationship with his father was at the heart of this. Yeah. I was surprised where this went. And, like, in the hubris of my own mind, I assess that this did not help Jughead the way other characters were helped. Yeah. That was that was my read on, on, on this case. Um, and I, if, if so, if that was by, if there was any intention behind the varying qualities and outcomes of this therapy... I want to celebrate that because all therapy is different and different paced and everyone needs something a little different and personal from it. Yeah. Um, I most frequently watch or see TV therapy in shows like Grey's Anatomy. You're underpaid, aren't you? And overqualified. Yep. Lo- it, it felt very, sorry, I'm distracted because it felt <laughs> like very organic to me that it would be just Jughead's character that would like clock that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, an important... Like, I always get such a delight over teenagers watching this show when I see mm. episodes like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope... 
this class conscious kid yeah. who can poke a hole in the system and see it. Yeah. But, but like, I, th- it goes back to, sorry, the reason I don't mm-hmm, like this, mm-hmm. it goes back to this unconditional positive regard. Like, yeah. I don't know why she would say, like, oh, like, maybe you owe your dad an apology. Yep. You know. Yep. That Prescriptive advice. That doesn't feel right to me. And it. Like, a good therapist would be like, so what do you think hmm. would be good hmm. moving forward That's for you and your dad? What you I would what I used mean? to, or what I yeah. would expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will note it seems to give Jug a lot of relief and guidance. Yeah. As I'm, as we're both saying, this is kind of wrong. This is not what we think is most accurate. It also does visibly seem to work well for Jughead. So that's the thing too. What works best for me and Chloe is not always right. Yeah, of course. Um, and time will tell us if Jughead has actually helped or not. This has been since season one consistently among the most exciting. Um, relationships. I, I guess Jughead and Charles and FP? God, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> you were saying something interesting and I was talking over it. Well, no, I finished. Well, you were absorbed in the conversation. Oh, you love this, <laughs> the development of these two characters yeah. together. That's it. That's the complete thought. I just like these two women having a relationship and fighting and exciting brainwaves. I don't know what this check is for. Elizabeth Cooper. Isn't she going... It's her oh. college? It's the I'm undoing the screwing you over a little bit? It's just that the amount looks very small for American college. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't... We don't, We never say specific dollar amounts in television, right? Yeah, I guess so. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> First of all, sleeping in the same room as that thing. Big mistake. Healthy distinction between your lives will not be achieved by sleeping in your office, Archie. Or just earplugs would be fine. Also good. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Anonymous tip line. You did not take your therapist's advice. Definitely not helping with the anger. Archie is on a journey. Some journeys are much longer than others. <laughs> Archie is on a journey. It's true. The Amityville Horror. Oh, man. Tony, don't read your life. Like, <laughs> give yourself a break. Read Cosmo. Something. She might need strategic tips. See, this is where I am desperate I for Tony not to be gaslighting her girlfriend. Because yes. they're so sweet and supportive. And I want that to stay. I don't want conflict there. There are so many other places for conflict. This is a healthy place. Meanwhile, no, you're not a chimera, Cheryl. Congratulations. <laughs> I think it's her mom. Coming up with some crazy, crazy. Uh, maybe it's yeah. maybe it's an expression of uh, Penelope's long. Well, the blossoms as a whole's long-seated sexism, in that they were like keened up for two boy twins. That might just be the wild story yeah. they tell themselves to explain Cheryl. Because, dang, they're sexist. It would seem. Yeah. Which they, yeah. This is great. I don't think she took a therapist's advice very well, but this is great. Yeah, this is less... Well, I mean, 
you know, there's a point where your therapist isn't going to help you with your gang, Dad. Your therapist is probably not going to be able to coach you in mafia strategy. So Veronica took this and ran. Also, I love that there's this BS about, like, Harvard and Yale. Like, people in my family went to both and everyone's fine. I love that the shock of turning down Harvard is enough to throw Hiram off his game. I really, really feel like, in a big way, we've finished with Hiram in any meaningful story plot. Like, we've been over him for a while as a villain. But this refocusing on him and Veronica father-daughter relationship... In a, in a sort of this, you know, it's not a new framing. It's what we've been doing, dancing for years. But there's a tightening here. If they're going to be competing over rum, if they're going to be really focused back on, on, a, on a peer level, on an even level, hmm. maybe there will be a new off, an interesting offer. In Your guidance story. counselor told you to cut ties, not to, like, challenge him to, like... A business war. Yeah, killing him would actually be closer to yeah. um, to her advice. You could kill him, Veronica. I would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Just poison his rum. Veronica wouldn't be fine with that, though. Someone else needs to kill uh, him. I mean, someone... She could learn to live with it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will bury your battered and beaten caucus you and You could just give you. him the businesses back and, like, learn to deal with real life instead of enjoying being rich. We don't step backwards in the class war, Chloe. We don't go down. Mm. Not when we're Luna? Even while trying to be to flee your family heritage, you are still actively echoing and re- re-perpetuating your family story and heritage. I guess so. <laughs> I do like that she opened that particular bottle. That was fun. There's been a lot of camera work from perspectives. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there really has been yeah. this episode. Um, Man, I love Gandhi. this little piece of adolescence, like getting your partner to read something you've written and like pacing in the background. Like I've mm. done that. Like <laughs> I didn't really have like partners during my. Um, Mm-hmm. Adolescence, except at the end, but article from two thousand two. So this now we're back to plot. I guess everyone's yeah. better now. I think everyone's better now, unless we keep going <laughs> with the guidance counselor in the next episode, which I would like. I would like to hear from Reggie and from my other two faves. I would. I would settle. Reggie for... actually isn't a fave, but I do like him. He needs therapy. He definitely needs therapy. He's definitely, he definitely killed his dad. Like, no question in my mind. <laughs> We're just coming to that eventually. Um, I, I would take a throwaway line that implies that some of them are, are still seeing her. Like, mm. even if we never see another session, I would be very contented if we just guaranteed that she's still there. So this so, is straight how to get with, get away with murder. Yeah. Also, straight this, direct. this explains... This explains to me, like, mm-hmm. how they end up getting accused of it. Yeah, we're, we're seeing a little bit of what misdirect is coming up. I'm really glad I caught up on how to get away with murder because it reminded me just how aggressively twisty the show is. It's it's over the top about episode to episode uh, twists and, and hairpin turns. And the end reveals build up uh, an, an aggressive weekly tension 
um, that sharply switches often episode to episode. And the, the, the false direction, the false leads, the misdirections are absolutely a big part of this season's How to Get Away with Murder. Um, I was reminded how often, how much of that show I spend trying to figure out who's dead in the first place. <sighs> they love to tease that and slowly reveal who isn't dead as you circle around who might be the corpse. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm primed for some of the big misdirects that I think are coming mm. in our, our flash forwards. Um, it was so refreshing to see that TV therapy, Chloe. Um, yeah, that wasn't bad for TV therapy. Not bad at all. Uh, I, uh, there's a, a point of comparison to um, a show like Grey's Anatomy. Mm. That, uh, just because it's one I've watched for 15 years and that has had therapy therapist many times. Mm-hmm. Fascinatingly, 10 years ago on this soapy daytime drama show, they would have a single therapist and have a psychoanalysis conversation with the lead character that was all about the plot and all about whatever she needed to know next. Mm-hmm. And it was one person. And then they would tell the story that way. And it was very rarely true to therapy. It was very rarely a healthy um, representation of therapy. That is highly high... That has changed. That has mm-hmm. changed in the show Grey's Anatomy and other Shondaland shows like How to Get Away with Murder. Which uh, both this season showed multiple examples oh, of I realistic I didn't know and intimate anyway, uh, therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, in this season of Grey's Anatomy, as opposed to 10 years ago, the 1 1 analysis, they showed specific, empirically accurate examples of somatic therapy techniques, of inpatient therapy techniques, of addictions technique, of. Um, trauma recovery, uh, they've shown probably 10 different approaches to different types of trauma and issues in therapy, mm-hmm. all very medicalized, and many of many strictly medicalized because it's a doctor show, but still shown with the same veracity. Um, they've shown characters who are uh, receiving CBT treatments that feel like they're doing nothing but are empirically proven to help rewire your brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. They've shown characters to be having these long talk therapy sessions, but with the actual structure that is toned, uh, designed for treating their individual needs and, and struggles such as addiction. Um, they've come so far is what I really want to celebrate. Um, Shonda Land specifically, because I think Shonda Rhimes is amazing. Um, Viola Davis's portrayal of, uh, recovery and addiction in how to get away with murder is immaculate um oh but this this episode here Spoiler, but cool i like that uh sorry that's okay no it's okay uh, it's really okay it's immaculate um her uh this episode of tv therapy was heads and shoulders more appropriate and more ethically done as far as introducing an audience to a slightly more accurate glimpse of what care could look like than anything I saw on TV ten years ago, even within the same show, and um and I and I'm thrilled to see that evolution. Um, Grey's Anatomy is the 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 example I keep leaning into because I think they've done it so well, and in this one series I've seen such evolution in creators using trope of therapy to tell a story versus using actual therapy techniques 
accurately on screen to demystify this process and to um, to familiarize people with an accurate, trustworthy, safe, comfortable version of what therapy can be. Hmm. And I, I feel like this episode did that in a lot of young, CW-accessible kind of ways. We were introduced to a lot of different techniques, styles, and approaches. Yeah. A lot of different problems, a lot of different reactions, a lot of different strategies. Yeah, and what what a great thing to have that... Like, sorry, I'm going to sound like such an old person now, but what a good thing to have that in a show that's aimed at an adolescent audience. 100%. Yeah. Um... I remember it's very being... responsible of, of the of the Riverdale show to do that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks, Riverdale. Yeah, good job on your TV therapy. I was dreading because TV therapy has a long history of getting it wrong. Like I remember being being a kid, therapy was not a thing in TV shows. Therapy mm. was a thing in the Rosie O'Donnell special where she's going to talk about a very serious political issue with some children on Nickelodeon. That was a very separate thing, and that's not entertainment. No, no, mental health is a very special episode. But here we are in our entertainment, normalizing and practicing and familiarizing ourselves with less stereotypical, less over-dramatized versions of healthcare. Yeah, totally. Um, It's interesting that you say that. I'm sort of racking my brain for moments in either film or television where Mm -hmm. the therapy has looked real to me. And there's a there's a movie mm-hmm. called Owning Mahoney that's about gambling addiction. Philip Seymour mm-hmm. Hoffman's mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. It's a true story, and um, there are some sequences with a therapist that I think are the most like any therapy I've experienced, where a therapist is like doing a lot of silence, like a lot of patience, mm. a lot of very gentle questioning. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's very early in their therapeutic relationship. That's sort of my only complaint, really, my real big complaint, because I know mm. they have to advance plot. Yeah. It's a television show. My big, compl- my big piece of, the big thing that felt inaccurate to me about this therapy is, mm-hmm. like, you went through the year, yeah, the, the first year of the therapy relationship in a few minutes. And, like, again, yeah. it's television. It was very condensed. Therapy. We got five kids yeah. into one episode. I agree. Yeah. Um, but like I like that well condensed. Yeah, like I'm not like I'm not mad about it, but that is probably mm-hmm. like most therapy sessions are not that dramatic. Yes, yes, you know. 100%. Um uncomfortable boring silence yeah. is much more familiar to me. So much uncomfortable boring silence that's so good for you. Mhm. Arg. Arg. That's <laughs> right. Well, gang, get therapy yeah. if you want to try it. Stay in therapy in the words of my uncle. Therapy's great. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For Super all the therapy. things. Yeah. Especially Riverdale when you've been in a cult or experienced multiple deaths or issues of violence or severe traumas. Yeah. Or any of these things these kids are dealing with. Or, you know, if you're really stressed out about homework. Yeah. Seriously. Or getting into college. Um, the best time to go to therapy is when you're not in crisis, because you can actually learn some skills and dig yeah. into some stuff that will help you be less in crisis later. Yeah. Crisis is, like, yeah, go to therapy for crisis, but, like, when you're bored and need a hobby, honestly, a few months of therapy yeah. could go so far. You learn a lot about yourself in therapy. It's really, really great if you have a good therapist. If, yeah. Or, not even, I hate the idea of good, good therapist. therapist. A therapist, therapist that's, like, suited to you. Yeah. Because it's, like, yeah. literally the most objective relationship. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, 
not in a creepy way, but it's like mm-hmm. a little like being in a romantic relationship. Like what your needs are going to be subjective. It's a very intimate one-on-one relationship. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes group, but some. Yeah, that's It's true. a very intimate relationship, and building that relationship is step one. Yeah. Doing that when you're healthy is really excellent as well. Doing building your relation your therapeutic relationship when you're not actively in crisis gives you an amazing support for when you are. Whether that's your high school counselor, whether that's um, that is uh, even even talking about mental health stuff with your doctor. Yeah. Um, because realistically, therapist therapy costs money, and many of us can't afford that uh, on the regular. That's the thing too. Yeah. But many universities also have free therapy for your students. If you're a university age student, you can totally go get some free therapy. I yeah. I promise. You North America. Anyway. Yeah. I think that was our very special episode. I can't say the heck out of today. I loved that episode. I thought it was good. <laughs> I'm excited about the future of this show now. Yeah. They're they're pulling this is exactly what happened last year. They pulled out all the good episodes right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the things that I've been screaming to the void. Yeah. Good job Thanks. hearing hearing my void screams. Honestly, like if they'd had a session with Tony or Kevin. Tony or Kevin, even, in that episode, I would have been as happy as I could get with mm-hmm, this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have asked for more yeah. than that. that. One more thing we could have yeah. asked for. Like, our loving favorite characters being in focus. Yes. All right, gang. All right. We're going to... S- oh, before... Um, very quickly, um, since this show is adjacent to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. want to shout out Vancouver local, graduate of UBC, who Ryan and I both know, Sarah Roa, who has been cast in a role has she? In, in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, spectacular. I don't know what role. I don't know if she talks a lot. <laughs> I have no idea. But like the show like announced new cast members, and she's one of them. Oh, exciting. So um, well-deserved. She's a wonderful performer, just like a heckin' nice human being. She's just nice. We're going to continue fanning out with you about Sabrina, incidentally. Yes. As as a total sidebar where we talk about our Archies. Okay, that's it from me. See you next week, gang. Bye, gang. Bye.